0: I want to begin tonight with a little word association exercise for us. When I say the phrase, the season of Lent, what comes to your mind? What comes to mind when you hear the phrase, the season of Lent? Maybe it's Ash Wednesday, which is where we find ourselves here tonight, Maybe it is the practice of giving up something for Lent, which at times people will do. Maybe what comes to mind is a word like repentance or self-reflection, which is part of what Lent is all about. Or maybe it's all the above. What comes to your mind when you hear the season of Lent? Maybe I shouldn't admit it, but I'll tell you what comes to my mind when I think of the season of Lent. Baseball. That's right, baseball. The reason baseball comes to my mind is with all the years that I pastored a congregation in Florida, as you know, most of the season of Lent is in the month of March, and March is spring training season for baseball, and there are many of our teams that have spring training camps in Florida. In fact, the town where we lived was the uh, Detroit Tigers spring training camp. And so I have to say that for many years now, when I think of the season of Lent, I can't help but think of baseball. And maybe you didn't necessarily need for your pastor to admit that, but... We're being honest tonight. Well, I know that we're not here tonight to talk about baseball. In fact, we're here tonight to begin a season in the life of our faith that maybe is best characterized by this word on the screen, repentance. But as we look at that word, let's consider the fact, what does it really mean to repent? Well, to get at that, I want to focus on the words that we heard read earlier from Psalm 51. But before we do that, let's remember what happened in the life of David that led up to him writing Psalm 51. You remember the story. One night, David saw a beautiful woman by the name of Bathsheba. He slept with her. She became pregnant. In an attempt to cover up his responsibility for the pregnancy, David calls for Bathsheba's husband Uriah to come in from the battlefield. Now David thought if Uriah were to sleep with his wife, then the pregnancy won't be pinned on him. But David's plan doesn't work. And because of that, David sends Uriah back to the battlefield and makes arrangements for him to be killed. David then takes Bathsheba as his wife, and she gives birth to their child. Now, at this point, we can say that for all practical purposes, David literally got away with murder, didn't he? As well as coveting, adultery, lying. Until that is that Nathan the prophet confronts David face to face. Nathan tells David a story that brings David to the recognition of what he has done and it's believed that that situation is the backdrop that prompted David to write the words that he wrote in Psalm 51 and so with from Psalm 51 I want to suggest tonight that there are at least three things from that Psalm that we can learn about repentance and the first is that repentance begins with an appeal to God Look again at the first couple of verses of Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away my iniquity and cleanse me from all my sin. With these words, David literally comes face to face with what he's done. He has nowhere else that he can turn. He's guilty. There's no denying what he did. And so what else could David do but make an appeal to God for help? But in making appeal to God for help, David also acknowledges his sin. Look again at the words, For I know my transgression, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight." You see, not only does David make an appeal to God, but he acknowledges his sin, he admits wrongdoing, he accepts responsibility. In other words, David isn't denying his actions in the words of this psalm. He's owning them. It's his sin, it's his iniquity, it's his trespass, whatever it is that you might want to call it. David acknowledges it. But not only does David acknowledge it, he also asks God to redirect him in his life. He writes these words, Create in me a pure heart, O God. Cast me not from your presence. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Deliver me from guilt. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. Because of David's sin... He's asking for a new direction in his life. The word in the Old Testament that is most frequently translated as repentance literally means to turn from one direction and head towards another direction. The word in the Greek language that is most often translated as repentance means much the same thing. It means to change directions, basically to turn from sin and to turn towards God. That's why David asked for God to renew renew and redirect him in his life. I think altogether, these three phrases are what it means to repent to appeal to God, to acknowledge our sin, and to ask God to redirect our life. But you know that knowing what repentance means is one thing, but doing repentance can be something completely different. And so if we can be real tonight with ourselves, We all have to recognize that there isn't a one among us who doesn't have reason to repent. Our specific reasons may be different. The guilt or regret anybody might feel may not be the same from person to person. But repentance is for all of us. So what is it for you? And I'm asking that because I want us to to truly be honest with ourselves. What is it for you? Is it greed? Is it lust? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Is it hatred? Is it lying? Is it cheating? Is it an addictive behavior? Is it holding on to a grudge against somebody? Is it unforgiveness towards somebody else in your life? Is it a broken relationship? What is it? Because whatever it is, God invites you to repent. And in doing so, you appeal to God. You acknowledge your sin to God. You ask God to redirect your life. One author I read recently worded it this way. Honest repentance means recognizing our sin, grieving it, and sitting with it for a while. Repentance isn't merely feeling sorry for our sins. It's also faith in God's promise to forgive. Look at that last line. It's also faith in God's promise to forgive. And I think that takes us back to the story of what happened with David prior to the writing of Psalm 51. Right after David confesses to Nathan, he goes on to say, I have sinned against the Lord. But when David says that to Nathan, Nathan says back to to David, the Lord has taken away your sin. Now I think that's significant because what that means is before David ever sat down and wrote the words of Psalm 51, in the back of his mind, in the depth of his soul, he had heard words of forgiveness. In other words, David appealed to God for help. He acknowledged his sin. He asked God to redirect him, all while having faith in the mercy of God that has been already given to him. David repented, but he did it in view of God's mercy for him. And so we too can do the same. You can come to God with repentance You can do it with confidence because God sent his son to receive the punishment your sins deserve, that my sins deserve, so that we don't receive that punishment. We can come to God with repentance, but we can do it with confidence because Jesus took our place. We can come to God with repentance, but we can do it with confidence because Jesus' victory over sin and death is your victory over sin and death. We can come to God with repentance, but we can do it with confidence because in view of God's mercy, your sins have been forgiven. We can come to God with repentance, but we can repent with confidence because God's already declared that he loves you unconditionally. And it's precisely because of that that in our life we can appeal to God. In our life we can acknowledge our sin. In our life we can ask God to redirect our life in view of the mercy that he's already extended to you. And that's sets us on the course for what the season of Lent is all about. On this Ash Wednesday, we come to God in repentance. But we do it knowing and trusting and believing in God's mercy for every one of you through Jesus Christ, which you walk with over these next 40 days. In Jesus' name, amen.